0: Welcome to the Lost Boys, the Found Fathers <clears throat> podcast. I'm trying to find my voice right here. I actually oh, yeah. don't know what happened there. Uh, I'm Gabriel Sullivan. This is my homie Will Haycox. We are going to be your leaders on this journey as we uh, ex- ex- uh, explore how to handle challenges coming off of uh, of loss. That's kind of what the podcast has been about. But you know, the second half of this this um, of this show talks about being a found father, right? So. So we're doing a series now um, called "Leading Our Kids Well. And so that's where we're going to expound on this. Again, if, if you're new to the podcast, certainly feel free to go back. listen to our previous episodes as we talk about you know how we as men who have lost children, the lessons that we learned, and hopefully some experienced uh, strength and hope that we can give to guys who have traveled a similar journey. And so now we want to also bring in the found father's part, talking about how do we be good dads? Because, you know, what we're figuring is that most people that have have unfortunately had an experience like us where we lost a child, that they probably also have other children or that one day you will. And so we want to give you both ends of the spectrum, right? How do we, how do we grieve, how do we manage loss, but then also how do we move uh, from that and then still you know, be great husbands and fathers and, mm. and, and friends, et cetera. So uh, that's kind of who we are, uh, what we're doing, mm. and what we're doing right now <clears throat> on this episode. Now, just off air, we were uh, talking about something completely random and unrelated, but I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, Maybe it's worth we'll, Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we'll mention that how it's – so we're recording this. Kind of end of the year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: in in the you know I know we're not supposed to talk about like when we're recording it, so that way it's timeless. But I'm not gonna say what year it is, but it's in the 20s. It's in the 20s,
1: okay. And so that right there leads <laughs> us right into what we was talking about. Yeah. So long story short, I, I was a <coughs> history major. I've always been like a history guy. So I, I live in the past. I think a lot of times love World War II stories, all that kind of stuff. So I was just telling Gabe I was born in 1991. So I was born in the 90s. And for some reason, like when people talk about the 90s, I think about like, okay, so 1890, what was happening in 1890 and Otto von Bismarck and all all these different things that were going on in Europe and America and all that. And then so I reflect forward and like, okay, so we just came out of the teens, the 20 teens, and now we're in the 20s. And when people are like, oh, you know, we're in the 20s or, you know, remember back in 21 or something In my mind, if they say 2021, I'm like, okay, 2021. But if they say, like, remember 21, I start thinking about, like, oh, the 1920s. Like, what was (laughs) happening there? You know, like, we got jazz bands, and we got, you know, whatever. We got flappers. We got Prohibition Era. We got, you know, Wilson's (laughs) president. We got all this different stuff, like... What's going on then and I think like, okay, the teens, so that's when World War One happened, you know, and all this stuff. So I was just telling Gabe, I don't know why, it's a weird thing, but when I when I reflect on like the nineties, the, the teens, the twenties, I don't think of now, I think of like a hundred years ago. And it's weird to like think about eighty years from now, people are gonna be talking about the the teens are coming up and it's like they're gonna be talking about the yeah. twenty one teens. No, our yeah. teens are like right now. We just had them, so I don't know. That's my that was, weird history brain. So
0: that was funny because the other day my buddy sent me a thing on Instagram, and it was the, it was a, the, a clip of uh, Christmas Vacation where Chevy Chase is sitting up in his uh, attic with his you know shawl on mm-hmm. and his like 1920s flapper mm-hmm. hat thing mm-hmm. that he was wearing and his gloves, you know, watching the, the the um. You know the Super Eight, whatever mm-hmm. of, of his family Christmases <laughs> growing up from the like 1950s, mm-hmm. and he was like, him watching those videos of the 1950s, which seemed ancient, mm-hmm. is just like us sitting in front of a TV and watching that movie mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, that's true. Because it was it was 1989 yeah. when that movie came out, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, dude, that is. I'm so old, you know, and then like, but I think about it too. Like my wife and I talk about this when we were growing up, like one of the cool things to do in the fall, or like Halloween time were well like churches would do, you know, costume parties or whatever, mm-hmm. primarily because it was church and then once you, you know, ha- wearing scary, you know, demonic looking, you mm-hmm. know, or slutty looking costumes mm-hmm. or whatever, they would, I probably shouldn't use that word. I'm not, okay. We'll bleed you know, that out. <laughs>
1: Just pretend you didn't hear that. I'm probably I don't even inappropriate. Know how to do that. That's the word. <laughs> yeah,
0: inappropriate costumes. Like they. I'm just saying some of the Halloween costumes. Yeah, man, they're like, they're a little over, rough. Anyway, yes. yeah, and so in the they, 20s we had yeah. rough costumes. <laughs> so the they would have the theme would be 50s. It would be mm. sock hop, mm-hmm. right? And so you know this is the 80s. I'm thinking that is ancient mm-hmm. right like watching Greek think of greece mm-hmm. right watching the movie greece or whatever because it was kind of set back then what made back then was set back then and but i'm like okay in 1985 when i was dressing like a mm-hmm. greaser going to a mm-hmm. you know to a halloween party in the base or a or a, a festival party mm-hmm. you know whatever yeah. like you know harvest festival party in the basement of some church here in in uh in upstate south carolina Dressed as a as a greaser, you know, in my white shirt and my uh, you know penny loafer shoes and my black mm-hmm. leather jacket and, and back when I had hair, my hair slid back. That was from thirty. that was only thirty years prior, mm-hmm. right? It seemed like it was an era mm-hmm. ago. It was thirty years prior, so that would be like the kids now mm-hmm. in 2023. Gosh, like so dressed area. up like Vanilla Ice.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say we don't need Snoop to break back 90s fashion. Like the '50s fashion was cool. You don't need to bring back '90s fashion. <laughs> I'm gonna go
0: to the to the mall and get me some airbrushed, uh, mm. some airbrushed jeans today. Yeah.
1: Some airbrushed jeans. You remember like the, like you said, the airbrushed T-shirts, like frosted tips and your hair <laughs> the, the, wa- the wallet with the chain on it like right. all of that stuff yeah that that stuff can just die in the 90s that is we'll just so we'll just funny. we'll go back to 80s fashion that had a little bit you know like the big hair that was kind of cool but it was cool of course i also grew up in the 90s so maybe i'm putting down my own fashion trends because i didn't think they were cool but 2000 trends weren't great either like I don't just, even know what they were. I don't know. Just, just weren't, they just need to be forgotten. Let's just move yeah, on. I know. So, yeah. This was a great interlude. Basically, yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do anything <laughs> with anything we're talking about, but Sorry, I just kind last of funny. Seven and, minutes. Yeah. I but, it was worth, uh, we've been uh, talking, worth talking about some heavy stuff, so we just figured we'd, <coughs> you know, hopefully some of the guys listening to this podcast are somewhere in their 20s to their 40s, and they understand what we're talking about. If That's you're right. If you're 15 for some reason listening to this podcast, <laughs> or if you're, you're 60 listening to this podcast, you're probably on either end of the spot of what the heck are these guys talking about so yeah, if you're 15 and you're
0: wearing some airbrushed uh, mm. overalls with only one thing like buttoned sorry bro like we sorry. didn't mean to hate on you yeah. if you're wearing
1: some but, cargo but pants we did some, a little uh, bit. some work boots like poly short yeah, cargo the, pants no. With those tattoo with the plaid shirt like oh yeah that was the just thing. like looking look up Backstreet Boys or NSYNC and just never dress like that ever <laughs> that's that's the moral of the story uh, that's <laughs> funny man so, so now right, back to yeah, our yeah, regular scheduled program there you <laughs> go Thank, another throwback <laughs> yeah. to uh to, the <laughs> to old, something uh, the 15 year olds have never heard yeah back to our old, uh, uh, after
0: yes. school thing so yeah we're gonna look at another verse <clears throat> um this is James three seventeen 17 through 18 again this series talking about how do we lead our kids well all right so But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace, reap a harvest of righteousness. Mm. So let's talk about how this can relate to us being good dads that lead our kids well.
1: Mm. What you got, Will? I'll try to be brief to start here differentiating between the wisdom that comes from heaven and the wisdom of the world you know there's a lot of Mm. books we can read out there i one of the first things was just that tells you a lot about my personality and go back and listen to the last episode we talked about not exasperating our children when hannah told me she was pregnant with our son gabriel this would have been almost five years ago she told me she was pregnant we're gonna have When we found out we're gonna have a boy and like the first thing was like i'm gonna read a book about discipline so I read a book about like disciplining children, which is like, you know, you know, our son was stillborn, but let's say everything was fine. I don't need a book about discipline until probably at least when he's two. And the way this, like stuff this was talking about was like setting standards and being consistent and you know, punishment and not, it really was talking about not exasperating children really. But like, I didn't need that until the kid was like five, six probably or older. Yeah. So like that, that was just me. But there's, what I'm saying is there's a lot of worldly wisdom out there but the wisdom that comes from heaven is good, godly wisdom, you know it's true, it's time-tested, it comes from the one who created humans. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like someone who created a project or product, wrote that instruction manual, he probably knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's, first of all, just to talk about the importance of this, but I'll just camp on the first one and then we can go from there and I'll let you jump in. Mm -hmm. Talks about it's pure, then it's peace-loving, so wisdom from heaven like we talked about in the last episode not exasperating our children and setting standards that doesn't that aren't achievable and holding them to these high unattainable standards to the point where they're just beating their head against a wall and they're so exasperated they don't want to do anything and we're we're not to be setting harsh standards in a unloving cruel way we are our wisdom that comes from God is peace-loving. So we are—we're trying to honor the Lord, be loving, you know, seek peace, seek unity, and that means you know we're to love other people as Christ loves us, and same thing for our kids. You know, we're creating a household that is peaceful, that is um, is unified, is all striving towards one goal of honoring the Lord, and we're not. So hectic, we're running around and we're trying to do everything. And not that we can't be busy, but we're not supposed to live chaotic lives where there's no stability. There's no um, there's no time for us to rest, be peaceful, consider the Lord, and you know set this standard for our kids that you know God created us to honor others to love them, seek peace, seek unity and forgiveness and all these things, but instead we're going to run around so crazy and we're not going to accomplish anything in our lives, and that's going to cause strife and frustration. And so I think the the first one there, to me, like being peace-loving means, you know, you're creating peace in your house, and that's yeah. by the standards you set, mm-hmm. that's by the way you love your children. To your point, a few episodes ago, we are— willing to come it talks about here submissive full of mercy we're, we're willing to come back to our kids when we screw up and tell them hey I messed up here yeah. so I'm seeking peace by telling you I'm not perfect and I'm not holding you to a standard, yelling at you when you get it wrong and never admitting my own yeah. faults. So mm-hmm. I'll throw it back to you.
0: Yeah, I think a couple of things. When it says pure, you know, wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. I think what's something that's pure? I think about refining gold, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting out the impurities, meaning mm-hmm. that it's not tainted, okay? And if we're trying to live our lives and lead our kids with some kind of wisdom that is is tainted, then that would probably mean that, hey you know, as a parent, we're probably looking for some like almost quid pro quo in this Mm. in this reaction, like, Mm -hmm. what am I doing? What kind of things am I imparting to them that I'm really kind of looking for some kind of, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, something out of for out of myself on the back end, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that could be super messed up and lead us to like, manipulation instead of like, leadership. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a big difference there. And then, Peace loving again. What environment are we trying to have in our home, right? Are we trying to have an environment that's just always, like you said, chaotic and it's always demanding and it's always like, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what the word like. I keep saying, think of the word pushing, like Mm -hmm. that. We're just always like foot on the gas, um, you know, driving our kids to that point of exasperation Mm -hmm. or. Uh, and then, and then consider it. Like, are we are we trying to? If if we're not being peace loving, then we're not being considerate, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're not thinking of the needs of others. And so, mm-hmm. yes, we have standards. Yes, we keep our kids to those standards, but we want to make sure that we are instilling a um, an attitude and an ethos and a and an environment of peace in our home right mm-hmm. and how do we do that well we we pray about it like i, I mean man i pray every I, literally every day i pray lord please allow this place to be a piece of a place of peace mm-hmm. let our home be a place of peace and and that mm-hmm. starts with me as the man leading us into that um and then being considerate we want to be considerate of our children Listen, that doesn't mean if they're like, but dad, I don't feel like making my room. I just want to sit down and watch TV and like eat mm-hmm. Cheetos on the couch. Listen, man, that's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, look, me, being considerate doesn't mean that we don't hold them to a standard mm-hmm. and teach them things. Actually, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. If we let the kid run the household, then they're going to not grow into an adult. They're just going to grow into an older kid mm-hmm. which is not responsible which is not driven which doesn't have goals directions aspirations and and uh anything good because mm-hmm. again the bible is very true it says that you know in the child is folly and then mm-hmm. it goes on to say you drive out that folly with the <clears throat> you know with discipline mm-hmm. and so we don't want to grow up older kids we want to grow up older adults and mm-hmm. so being considerate of them is actually helping them understand some of their folly, okay? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we're mean about it, um, but it. <clears throat> but in, in doing that, we're helping them lead to peace. Mm-hmm. Listen, you go into a, a work environment that is chaotic, <clears throat> that people are just doing whatever the heck they want to do. They don't have any deadlines. They don't have any expectations, Um Man, that work environment is going to be a mess. It's mm-hmm. not going to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. You gonna have people talking stressful, about each other, yeah. stressful, mm-hmm. backbiting, like all this stuff because they don't have any, they don't have any 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 lanes, right? They don't mm-hmm. have any bumpers on that bowling lane to keep that ball, you know, out of the gutter. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that our our homes could be if we don't put those gutters up, so mm-hmm. to speak, those guardrails. So, being peace loving, being considerate doesn't mean that we're you know, letting the the, the the inmates run the cell, so mm-hmm. to speak. It means quite the opposite, that we're, that we're keeping them in the lanes, but in a loving, kind, and mm-hmm. and, and wise way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, too, you know, <clears throat> Jesus was all these things, you know. Like, Jesus had was full of wisdom that came from heaven, you know. He's from the beginning. He's, the you know, the author of truth, the author of wisdom. And so think about Jesus. You say he's peace-loving, he's considerate submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, yeah. and impartial and sincere. And I think at the same time, Jesus is the, you know, the lion of Judah, you know, it talks about, you know, at mm-hmm. the end, he's coming, you know, on a horse, he's got a sword, you know, he's going to destroy the enemies of God and carry out God's wrath. So he is, he's is victorious. He is powerful. He's, he's all powerful and he is going to defeat evil he has defeated evil but he's going to defeat all the forces of evil once and for all so he's not submissive he's not weak yeah but he is submissive at the same time he submits to the lord yes and while he's one with god he submits to the father and you know he came to earth because it was god's plan and he submitted to be to becoming a man and giving up his his nature, part of his—I mean, I he has of—he didn't give submit his nature. He submitted his power, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, and he's not being omnipotent anymore, yep. not being omnipresent anymore when he was in in Judah, an earthly right. body. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so he submitted to that because he loved the Lord, and so if if Jesus, who is from the beginning, is God, can be submissive. You know, then I think about the opposite of peace loving would be like war or like being aggressive, being out for yourself. And, you know, like you said, you know, like a quid pro quo, quo, if I can talk, um, of I'm going to tell my kids to do this and this and this and they do it. And so it makes my life easier or uh, it makes me look good in front of my friends or, you know, whatever. Like whatever reason you want your kids to achieve, you're doing that for an aggressive, you know, self aggrandizing, you know, this is me trying to make something better for my life. Jesus didn't live, he didn't love, he didn't do anything that he did for himself. Like he went he laid down his life mm. to bring us closer to the Lord and, and give us an opportunity to be saved. And I think in the same way we're called to submit ourselves to the Lord and lay down our lives by being peace loving, considerate, submissive, and Being submissive doesn't mean, like, to your point, you know, your kid says, Dad, I know I've got homework tomorrow and this is worth X amount of my grade, but I really don't feel like it. I'm just going to sit here and watch TV. Submissive doesn't mean, like, being a pushover and just saying, You know, you you can do what you want, kid. Yeah. Like, God tells me to be submissive. So I'm going to submit to you as my child. Like, Mm -hmm. we're not called to submit to someone who is under us. Like God is not called, not going to submit to us. When we pray, God yeah. doesn't say, you know what, Gabe? I had a pretty good idea how I was going to do that, but you prayed and, you know, I'm just going to submit to you because you know better. Like God, mm-hmm. cons- I don't know how, to, how God handles that. Maybe that's not a good analogy, but say as parents, we can submit to the Lord and carry out the orders he's given us as fathers and be considerate of what our kids are asking us. We can be full of mercy. We can bear good fruit. But ultimately, if they're asking us to do something that's destructive for them, we submit to the Lord in yeah. doing the right thing yes. in a loving way and mm-hmm. saying, like, I, I understand you just want to stay up and, like you say, eat Cheetos and sit on the couch. But the right thing for me to do as a father who's submitting to the Lord is to tell you, no, you need to go up, you need to get ready for bed, you need to go to sleep because I love you and I want you to do well in life and that does not mean me being a pushover and giving you whatever you want. It means me holding you to good godly standards. So I think submissive is a it's kind of a hot button thing like with anybody in culture no, I love but it, especially dude. with yeah, with your dad well. like. Yep. I need to be submissive, It feels like almost an insult, but mm-hmm. when you imagine that Jesus submitted to God, mm-hmm. I don't know how we can we can be insulted by following, you know, who our Savior was and what he calls us to be. Yeah, and we're like you said, we're submitting
0: to the leadership of the Lord mm. to then lead our kids well. And sometimes mm. the the right thing is not the easy thing. The easy thing in that scenario, we keep going back to Cheetos. Is being like, yeah, sure, don't do your homework, sit on the couch and watch a movie and eat Mm cheetahs. That's the easy thing because you don't get any pushback from it. Mm -hmm. And your kids are like, my parents are awesome. Mm -hmm. They let me not do my homework last night. Mm -hmm. But that ain't the right thing to do. And we would not be submitting to the Lordship of Christ if we Mm -hmm. let our kids be lazy Mm bombs and not do what they're supposed to do. Right. So I love the way you handle that. Yeah, full of mercy and good fruit. You know, mercy is where you're not giving somebody the punishment that they deserve okay Mm -hmm. man goodness yes we have to we we have to be patient with our kids realizing that sometimes we're just going to have to be merciful to them Mm -hmm. they might deserve some kind of punishment because they're not holding this to the line and it's like do we want to you know are we gonna are we gonna bring the the hammer down on them for every time that they make any mistake well that goes right back the last episode where mm-hmm. we would be like exasperating them like we have to be merciful at times and there's times that I have explained to my kids like sometimes you just give them mercy right you just mm-hmm. blow it off or whatever realizing their kid they made a mistake or they just forgot or you know whatever other times they've done something and they knew that they, they messed up and they knew that punishment was coming mm-hmm. and then I have, you know, it was impressed upon me by the Lord to be like, look, go explain mercy to them.
1: Mm.
0: And so I would go with them. I'm like, listen, you know what you did was wrong. You know, you deserve punishment. Yes, daddy. I'm not going to give you a punishment right now. Why not? Because God has shown me a lot of mercy in my life too. And mercy is when we don't get punishment that we do deserve. You know, I deserve to go to hell because Mm -hmm. of my sin against God, but in his mercy, he has given me forgiveness through Christ's blood. Mm-hmm. So, in I'm going to exhibit that to you right now. You know you deserve punishment. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you punishment because God has shown me mercy, and I'm going to show you mercy too because I want you to experience His mercy, mm-hmm. you know, as well. And then, um, you know, good fruit. Like, what's that talking about? Right. That's talking about fruits of the spirit: mm-hmm. love, joy, peace, mm-hmm. patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Like, when we're showing those attributes to our children, you know, the Bible says, against such things there is no law, meaning that these are the things that God calls us to be and to do, and we want to model that for our kids. Like, and so I keep thinking about it. I hadn't done it yet, but, like, getting some, I know this girl that, like, paints, like, you know, she could, like, you know, do, like, canvases, right, Mm -hmm. where she would paint in these fancy letters with these paint pens. Mm Mm-hmm. And like do those fruits of the spirit just to have them before me, right? Mm -hmm. Like put them on our kitchen wall or something like that. Um, So that way every day that I'm reminded of, hey, these are the attributes that I want to exhibit and model to my kids Mm -hmm. and my wife, of course. And that by them seeing those, they would know, oh man, this is is part of the standard that we live to Mm -hmm. in our home. Are these things? So I, th- yeah. I think about that when I look at good fruit. Mm-hmm. So what about impartial yeah. and sincerity? What do you think about that? And then the last yeah. versus peacemakers who sow in peace reap a
1: harvest of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I think being impartial and sincere. I think those are a little more straightforward. You know, being impartial just means you know we're not we're not playing favorites. We're not you know treating some kids better than others. We're not telling our kids you know be nice to these kids because they come from a nice neighborhood, but these other ones you know you can treat like crap. You know mm-hmm. whatever. However you want to see impartiality, I think that just means you are, you're honoring the Lord and submitting to the Lord and loving everyone. And Mm -hmm. that means same thing for like you loving your children. And also means you are modeling to them, you know, love. We love people. We honor people. We respect people because they're in the image of God, not because anything they've done just because or just like the Lord gives us the opportunity to be his children, not because we deserve anything or because anything I've done or you've done, but because he loves us and he's merciful and sincerity. I think we could just look at that like, you know, it kind of goes along with all of this, but you're not, you're not doing, you're not being peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit and being impartial. You're not being a peacemaker to get what you want. You're doing it sincerely because you're submitting to the Lord and you are being the man that he calls you to be rather than, oh, if I do this like a, like a program where you're going to, oh, I'm going to treat my wife like this and like that. And I'm going to be nice to her. I'm going to butter her up. I'm going to wash the dishes. I'm going to bring some flowers home just so I can get this thing that I want from her. Yeah. And I think we all do that. We're all tempted to do that. Um, we're all, we all want what we want from people, so we want to try to do something to get them. But instead of living in that way, we're always out for ourselves. I think sincerity is just means that you, you mean what you're doing, and you're doing it for the right reason. Mm. Uh, I love yeah. it. Amen. <clears throat> and then it says, Peacemakers who sow in
0: peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So, I mean, what this is telling us, right, is that if, if our goal is... To be a peacemaker, right, in our home, okay, and that we 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 sow in peace, so we're putting down the seeds of peacefulness, okay, so not wrath, right, not not anger, not pride, right, but peace. Then we reap a harvest of righteousness. So we're going to get some great things coming out mm. of that, mm-hmm. right? Good things, right things, blessings from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean every day is going to be. You know, like sliding down a rainbow into mm-hmm. a pot of gold, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all my O'Sullivans and Irish folks out there mm-hmm. right, for that
1: reference right there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like you say, you know, sow in, so in peace and reap a harvest of righteousness is not saying you reap a harvest of money, yeah. power, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your kids are all going to be perfect, you know, you're going to be a, whatever, you're going to be the most famous person. It just means a harvest of righteousness is... You know, God, you harvest of righteousness. I think is you are becoming more righteous. You're becoming more like Christ. Yeah. And it's not see what you just said. It's not a bunch of blessings. Mm-hmm. It's knowing that we're honoring the Lord regardless of what we're doing. Yeah, that's right. And and, th- and what a
0: model, right, for mm-hmm. us to have mm-hmm. for our kids, mm-hmm. right? We're we're trying to show them that like, hey, the more we w- want to honor the Lord, not because we have to, because we want to, and because mm-hmm. we get to. The more that we honor him with our lives, with our words, with our language, with the way that we act and interact with one another, the, the more like him we're going to become, mm. right? And that's, that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that we're doing it to earn God's favor. We can never get any more of God's favor. Because of the blood of Christ, he has showered us with his blessings. He's made us righteous before mm. him because of our faith in him, if we have faith in him, if we've repented of our sins, we could not be any more right before God, mm-hmm. right? But he's making us more like him and more into his image the more that we submit to him and exhibit these characteristics. Mm-hmm. So certainly we want to do that in our lives. Certainly we want to do that in our homes and with our children. Mm-hmm. Anything okay. else, Will, you want to bring up about these, no, this, this? I think we, we covered it. All right, we well, go. thank you all for, for joining us today. Again, this was episode four of Leading Our Kids Well. And we, just, we talked about James 3, 3 uh, 17 through 18 today. And we also talked about some some crazy stuff Random, at the beginning. At the... Not knowing which century we live in. That <laughs> That's right. Story. Yeah. So, uh, again, thank you all for joining us today. Please make sure that you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow us on those social media channels. Look for my books, uh, "Thy Will Be Done, Trusting God in the Midst of Suffering, Pain, or Loss, or Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. Uh, you can find those wherever you find books. So thanks for joining us today. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.